Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original. My name is Carrie Kenny, and I am guest hosting for the lovely Leslie, who is going to be away from the microphone for a little bit. And I'm going to do a few episodes. Hopefully, I can I can do them justice for her. If you don't know who I am, I'm an actress. I do comedy. Uh, you may remember me from a little television program called Reno 911, where I played a fake police officer. Um, I don't know. I'm on all kinds of TV shows and movies and crap like that. But most importantly, I like to bake and I like to sew and I like to weave and I like to make crap that no one ever sees, but that I appreciate doing. So I'm going to talk to some other makers, doers, movers, shakers. because this is all going to be in time yes i i knew this was like a musical oriented podcast yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and please stay on time so um reka shankar yes i am meeting you for the first time today yes but i've heard a lot about you (laughs) amanda said you have to meet this reka shankar she has a very interesting hobby and then as i was looking you up and and forgive me because I don't get out much, but you're everywhere. You're a writer, you're a performer, you're a fellow comedy gal, and um, I'm really happy to meet you. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Um, so you're, you're, well, tell me, tell me about, so you, you do, you write for big things. You write for Cosmopolitan, you write for The New Yorker. Yeah, yeah. So I freelance write for a bunch of different things like Reductorist, New Yorker, McSweeney's and things like that. And then I'm the head writer at College Humor for our College Humor Originals. So basically, I oversee sketch writing and everything you see on YouTube. And then I also perform there. Uh, and then more recently, I was in the Between Two Ferns movie and got to write for a cool Netflix sketch show. Incredible. So there's nothing you're not doing. Um, but we today we wanted to, t- we're talking about hobbies. Oh, yeah. And um, you have a hobby that I had not heard of yes. before. Do you want to? Yeah. So competitive punning is the way I would say it to alienate someone. Uh- <laughs> well, it's not working because yeah. I need to know more. And uh, at general, like wordplay and an interest in wordplay is the more like colloquial way I would say it. So is it when you say punning, I mean, what is the difference between 
punning mm-hmm. and like rap. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of rap is punning. I would say like it's like cir- uh, like a squares rectangle, rectangles in a square kind of situation where like a lot of good rap has a lot of puns in it. Um, in my opinion, uh, but punning is this weird world where like in rap. It's kind of clever and a cool thing. But in your day to day, it's sort of seen as like a dad joke or like sort of the lowest form of humor when like in the olden days, it was actually seen as like a very high form of humor. Um, And like I did not get into it from any angle of like the history of punning or anything. Basically, I got into it because there was a pun competition in Brooklyn where I moved from. Uh, and it looked cool. I attended it once, and then I was like, I want to try competing. I'm not good at this, but we'll see. And I won my first try, so I was like, I'll just go back. I went back like 25 times uh, and just sort of fell into it. Wow, only in Brooklyn. I, truly, only Brooklyn in Brooklyn. can make anything cool. Yes, and I think that is an interesting Water, thing. Water, puns. Yeah. yeah, famously two uncool things. Right, <laughs> now very hip and very cool. Well, yes. you're you're very hip and cool so if you what if you do it i then i think it's cool oh thank you um is there so there's a lot of money in this punning i'm guessing millions millions of dollars <laughs> for the punning but when you do the so 25 contests yeah how uh how do what does that look like what is a punning contest yeah look like? so there's a couple different like forums so i've only done two types of contests which to like actual bigger competitive punters out there they might scoff and turn their little noses up but i've done punderdome 3000 which is the brooklyn competition Sorry, slow it down yeah Pun, punder, punderdome punderdome 3000 3, was there a 1000 and a tooth or were know, there there weren't there weren't okay. you start at 3000 you only go up okay uh so that's hosted by joe firestone who's a comedian in new york who has written for fallon and is she's currently going to do the new um national lampoon radio hour she's awesome she hosts it with her dad who is like a Rodney Dangerfield impersonator. Wow, I am loving this whole scene. (laughs) Truly jewels everywhere. And uh, the way her show works is she gives you a topic and then kind of different brackets of people will have 90 seconds to think of as many puns on that topic as they can. And they have time to write it down on a little whiteboard. And then after time, they have two minutes to say all of their puns. Oh, my gosh. This gives me anxiety just hearing about it. Yes. And there's a lot of flexibility into like how you say it. You can do it if you go up as a duo. You can do it as like a fun little dialogue back and forth. You can do it as a story, which is what I would do. You can do it as just a series of one-liners if you're confident enough that each one-liners laughter can carry you to the next one um so there's like you can really perform however you want um so part of it is about like the cleverness of the pun but part of it's also about the delivery and your charm on stage because if you're kind of a smarmy like know-it-all type you might have the best puns technically but people won't really like it you won't be likable and and the way that show runs is off of claps so like the audience has to like you the most oh basically. i love it yeah so there's like a meter yeah there's okay. a clapometer there's a clapometer <laughs> puns and clapometer i love that's such old-timey wonderful fun yes <laughs> um how do you get into punning yeah so like i've always just really liked like puzzles and like i'm a big crossword person i always i played scrabble like every week of my life growing up uh loved like wheel of fortune just like word games in general but i didn't think punning was a thing and it still might not be oh it is it is now (laughs) but so when i saw punderdom i was just attending i was like this is very cool all these people are really smart i don't think i'm quite like book smart enough to do this but I think I could come up with something 
some stupid puns. I'm a comedian. Uh, and so I participated and it was so fun to just really like twist words, have fun with words. Like uh, I, a lot of people who are good at puns, uh, some have like a linguist kind of background or English you know, literature background, but a lot of them come from multilingual households. And my household is like tri, quadra, quintilingual. Uh, I myself only understand like broken pieces of those languages. What languages are those? Uh, Tamil primarily. It's my family's mother tongue. And then like my parents and grandparents speak like Hindi and Sanskrit and in addition to English. So I'm I'm a little dummy in my house language wise. But I think growing up around multiple languages, your brain naturally does translate certain things and look at English words in a different way. Um, so I know a lot of people who are good at puns that are from multilingual households like that. So I don't know what made me like necessarily like okay at this competition, but I started doing it. I was having a lot of fun. It was a fun outlet every month where I could actually be like good at something. <laughs> um, and I did feel very fraudulent doing it because most of the people there were men. I was like the first woman that had won in a year or so when I did it. Uh, and the only maybe woman of color who had won. You are breaking the punning <laughs> glass ceiling every which it's way, It's one sister. room in Brooklyn, that little ceiling. I love it. You might be the most interesting person I have ever met. I mean, what Perfect. is... Perfect. My life is so boring compared to yours. I barely speak English, and I am just learning about punning. Um, but I have been to Brooklyn, so oh, I have that going for me. Good. Amanda, is there a way, are we allowed to play anything? Um, go to my website, rekashankar.com, so R-E-K-H-A. Or if you just go to the website, there, I have, under comedy, I have a punning section. I just got out of jail, all right? And I know doing a routine about sandwiches is not going to make up for my crimes, but trust me, there is no topping the feeling I'm going to get when I get to spread my slice of life story. Y'all seem like a nice crowd, not a sour crowd. And I'm in a bit of a pickle as a new contestant, so it might take me a little while to catch up. I should warn you, I used to be a violent person. I was born and bred in a seedy area of town where I had to meet and scrap with every dude and chick in the area. Ah, man, to that dude I pushed over who has a bruised leg, that must hurt. To that girl, that vegan, I cheesed her off by calling her evil. I should have never said you were satanic. To that man who owns the Vietnamese restaurant that I vandalized, please don't bond me from your sandwich place. I used to be a con artist too. I pretended to give world-class massages even though I had no training. I was a croc monsieur. Man, I also, I once told a lady that I had a rare Amazonian songbird, but it was actually just a plebeian jay. I tried to reform myself by working in Washington, D.C. I pulled pork from legislation, engaged in political capers, because when I saw societal chains and locks, I needed to find Turkey to unlock them. My efforts were soured, though, by political bigwigs. Oh, man, I don't want to be jalapeno business, but let us remember tomato mistake and treat each other well. We have to spread positivity. May our nays become yays, and we relish in each other's company. I have to take a bow now, but in terms of rye wit, there's s'mores where that came from. Yes! Yes! 
Oh my lord, <laughs> that is impressive. Wait a second. So do you and clearly the clapometer was was out of control <laughs> at that event, which is very Oh my god. So how is that do you is that improvisation? So is that This particular contest, uh, the O Henry International Punoff, uh is a more like institutionalized pun contest that is in theory, international, but it's kind of mostly national, uh, more so than Punderdome, uh, which is mostly just for Brooklyn people. Uh, so this one has like two different events. One is called Pun Slingers, which is an improvised sort of spelling bee style back and forth where you're given a topic like glassware and two people face off giving one liner puns about glassware uh, until one of them fails. And there's a referee that'll call and be like, pun, that's not a pun, that's a cliche, you know, wow. or whatever. So I didn't do that event because uh, I don't like to feel stressed. Um, I did the, uh, what is it called? Punniest in show, which is where you okay. write something beforehand, you memorize it, and then you perform it with like two minutes. But I mean, that is <laughs> other level. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I mean, you. the croque monsieur reference. <laughs> you thank went you. so deep with that. <laughs> yeah, I went deep into sandwiches. Oh my God. Yes. So does your family, are your fam? I mean, you, you clearly are, I mean, you have to be really, really quick. Sure. And it, even more so than than an improv, which you can get away with, I feel like a lot more. Right. Um, do, it, was your family big into like? Are they? Are they? What are they punters? Come, how does this? My family uh, is very smart, uh, and like I, where they have book smarts, I think I'm able to like improvise my smarts a little bit. Right. Uh, so like. I wouldn't say that they're great punners. I don't think uh, most of them didn't know what a pun was until I told them I was doing these contests. Um, but like uh, one thing I appreciate about punning because you do have to be fast and sometimes you do have to be clever, but sometimes it is just about how stupid it is or about how funny the imagery is. Right. And as a comedian, I can appreciate that. Right. Because you'll if you listen to like some of the other routines from either of the years that I participated in, some people have some clever ass sets, but like just because you're clever, it doesn't mean it's funny. Doesn't mean it's funny. And so uh, that is something I get to get away with a little bit more in the punning community. We're like, yeah, you're really smart and you made an amazing uh, soda pun. Right. Uh, but but um, it wasn't funny. It wasn't that funny or like uh, it was just so clever that it's like elicits the kind of laugh that's more like a. Oh, huh. uh, like kind of completing a really difficult puzzle. Uh, it's punny as as opposed to actually funny. Yeah, there you go. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty clever myself. <laughs> I'm totally impressed. <laughs> I'm I so really glad. am. And okay, so give me an example. Like, yeah, would you? Okay, glassware. Glassware. So, what what's a clever pun about glassware? I mean, I yeah. I panic. Like just hearing you talk about the the contest and saying for example a pun about glassware like my heart starts i'm like glassware you drink out of it it's clear yeah uh, I, uh. uh well i would i would even if it found it difficult i would try not to whine about it i would try to <laughs> oh my God. Uh, find words that stem from glassware uh, oh to my. cross my lips. Uh, <laughs> oh my. I'm so impressed. Uh, even though that's just uh, rimming the edge of the surface on glassware. 
how do you how do you so you think of something you think of all the words that surround it yes and then phrases that common phrases that have that word exactly I do a lot of like hominid or homophone type puns which is not what everyone's cup of tea is but that is the easiest for me so in punderdom you got like very random categories uh uh whereas uh the oh henry pun off you get very like it's a very family friendly event. So like the age range of people there is like seven to 90. Okay. Like, so sandwiches are a good topic. Yes, for, exactly. Yeah. I remember originally I wrote an entirely different routine that year about uh, classic rock bands. Oh. And then someone told me, uh, or no, my brother might've sent me the website. And I was like, I looked at the judges and one of the hosts, he's like 50 or 60. His mother was one of the judges. Oh, dear. and I was like, I must change my. Topic. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to think you're Satan. Right. You get a lot of people doing the Bible because of that. Oh, you get a lot fantastic. of people. doing. Oh, spices. I would love to see a Bible. Yes. Punning yes. Contest. Uh, and it's really good. But uh, it does limit your categories when the judges are like of one demographic sort of. Right. Uh, whereas Punderdom, it's a little more of like a liberal young crowd. Uh, so like. Joe Firestone would give topics like, I'm trying to think, like. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. God. Uh, rhymes with mop was one of the categories okay. she gave me. And that was a nightmare because I was like, you're asking me to do puns within the category of rhyming with a word. That was a nightmare. On one foot. Yeah, <laughs> on one foot. Uh, or she'll give like um, uh, s- uh, dead celebrities. That'll be the category. Oh, Lord. Uh, you know, or uh, pop divas or 80s girls names, you know. What? <laughs> so you try to think of as many words and you uh, 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 in that category as possible. Uh, so that's always my first step. I write down as many words as I can think of. And then I look at all those words and think, is there something that this sounds like? Right. Uh, you know, so when you, when you said glassware, I was like, OK, there's a lot of words in glassware that are actually used in other contexts like right. STEM, uh, wine, whatever, all the things that I right. said. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, you but know, there's so many levels. I mean, it sounds so silly to say, but there are so many levels to it. Yes. I mean, just the pun itself is is one level, but then if you add, a, it sounds like something. Totally, or it's coming up with names, girl names from the eighties. Exactly, that's another 
and those are imp- those are improvised contests. Yeah, so at, at even- Ponderdome, you do it on the spot. You have ninety seconds uh, to think. Has anyone gotten up there and just sort of stood there going? Uh. Absolutely, it's really stressful, especially if you don't know the category well. Like I've gotten, I used to study stuff that I didn't know well because I was worried I would get a category that was unfamiliar to me, like sports. I don't really know a ton about. Um, I would try to like look at current of current event stuff uh, through a more specifics like lens rather than just knowing the general story because using names that were like in the zeitgeist would be really good uh and also god forbid someone takes your pun oh they like go up before you oh, and use the no. same pun as you you'd have to think on the fly of you how just to do it with it. a funny accent yeah exactly really loud big british accent yeah. <laughs> maybe a limp yeah totally do do you what's the scene like there like yeah. i i imagine i'm starting to think of a is is there a hierarchy are yeah. there like the 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 cool guys 100%. The, there are god i love this so uh at punderdom it's a little more egalitarian because everyone's kind of just like a nerd from brooklyn um so i've met some really cool people there but when i first started uh, so I won my first contest and people were like, who are you kind of thing, especially because my puns weren't necessarily intellectual. Who do you think you are? Right. They were just very silly. And I did a lot of storytelling with my puns, kind of like the sandwich thing where I fit it into this narrative because uh, that's what I found fun. Um, so uh, I remember the second time I came back, uh, people came up to me and some people were like, hey, great set last time. But some people were like, oh, you, you had to w- one wasn't enough. And I was like, excuse wow. me, because I, I took down a friend. I don't want to say took down because now he is my friend, but a guy that had won, um, he had won three in a row or something like that. So I like How dare you. took his streak. And I was like, are you saying that to him when he keeps coming back? It's just because I'm like short, young, brown, a woman. Like, I don't know what it is uh, that you're like, oh, you had to come back for more. I'm like, okay the fuck away from you're me. infiltrating yes and then someone came up to me too and was like yeah at first i thought you were like eh, but then you got better by the end i'm like ah, okay good job to you too what Thanks. the fuck yeah so like i started like not talking to people in the beginning of those contests because i didn't want people to psych me out or make me feel dumb beforehand because i already felt dumb uh because i didn't have like the english lit latin like word nerd based background everyone else did i kind of had a comedy background um, at the end of the day, you can be clever upside down. <laughs> totally. But if you're not funny and likable. Totally. Someone, my brother would come to like almost all of these, which was so cute. And he said he heard one of the con- competitors who was not nice. So not one of my friends. So if you're listening, friends, it's not you. Uh, say to someone, uh, she only wins because she's a girl. To me. Wow. And I was like, you know, in history, all those times where women win because they're women, you should have said countless no, leaders. I, I win because I have the best looking boobs in the room. Yeah, idiot. It's because of my ass. Credit. Come on. <laughs> look at these. Yes. Look at these gorgeous eyes. I just don't understand that mentality because if that were the logic, then women and POC and queer people would run most rooms. That's right. Would be in charge everywhere. It's literally just one slot. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's Maybe right. have a better personality. That's right. Right. Um, <laughs> Maybe have some better puns, asshole. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, so there is a hierarchy just kind of there. Uh, at the international one, I was definitely a little out of my element in terms of like, uh, these people are word nerds. Like some, a lot of them had been on Jeopardy or like different game shows or like, I live off, I remember one guy who's like, oh, I live off of like 
some trivia show winnings that I had. Wow. And I like that is their life. They love it. Like the, that contest is eight hours long oh or my more gosh. in the Austin, Texas heat. It's outside. That's the Olympics of punning. Yes. And then afterwards you go to like a little after party and there they did pun games at the dinner table. And I was like, I can't pun more. I'm so tired. Why would I want to keep doing this? So it's almost like they have a sort of, a, they have an obsession with punning. Yes. And the, the, the games and the contests are just an outlet for them. Totally. And I totally get that. It's like, where else do you get to flex this special skill? I right. Just it gets that. old every time you, you. For me, I didn't jive with it. After the, the dry while. cleaner in their neighborhood is sick of it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, like we were playing this game at dinner called Hey Waiter, where someone does a setup and you go, uh, hey, waiter, there's a shoelace in my soup. There's, there's a yeah, there's a shoe in my soup or something. And then everyone takes turns coming up with a punny response from the waiter. Like, oh, oh I knew that soup was laced with something. Oh, that's because it's soul food. Oh, you should really try the tongue. It's excellent. Oh, the poor uh, actual waiter at that restaurant. Right. Totally. But people are like, oh, oh, I got another one. Don't move on yet. I got another one. Like everyone's just like they're so good at it that like they have to show it off. And I totally get that, but it's just not my speed. So I remember my dad had come to only watch my routine and he it was a sandwich one. And he was like, did anyone understand it? And because my parents, <laughs> my whole family's immigrants. So I was like, yes, dad, they clapped. I don't know if you heard them clapping or whatever. Uh, but then uh, he went back to he went to the LBJ Museum for the rest of the day. And then I went to this after party and uh, he had the car and I was like, hey, dad, you can pick me up now. <laughs> Uh, they're punning and I'm kind of losing shoes. my mind. They're punning about soup and shoes. I think yes. we're going to get thrown out of the restaurant. Yes. Uh, so it is a really cool community, but it can be a little isolating. I feel like if, you, if you're if you listening to this right now and you think you're going to go make a Waiting for Guffman uh, <laughs> best in show style movie about this, you're not because uh, Reka and I are already Yeah, we're it. actually in development right it's now. It's <laughs> actually just started being developed and I just wrote it on paper with oh, a perfect. pencil. And, and, so. she, and she did write like a copyright and she circled it. I did a C with a circle. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so I I'm so fascinated yes. by by this because people who are you know like quick and clever mm -hmm. you know improv is a great is a great outlet. Totally. You know any kind of writing comedy writing is a great outlet. Um, but this is a whole new lane. Yeah. And and a lane that I know I could never enter. People think that, but I also thought that. You truly never know until you're feet to fire and you're forced to, like, come up with a pun about salad or whatever. Cut to you and me in the Thunderdome next year. <laughs> yeah, right. In the basement in Brooklyn. Exactly. Well, I'll win because I'm a woman. Perfect. And we all know that that is how it works. Right. I'm an elderly <laughs> woman. Um, now, I was also reading some... Um, Inner or some articles yeah. that you had written that's incredibly well written, oh, not a surprise. Um, and one of them w in the New Yorker yeah. was such a great article about. Basically, the article is about y your blueberry muffin recipe <laughs> that you created, <laughs> but the story is is um, takes takes you on this incredible story about how you you know fell in love with these cherries yes, when yes, you yes. were in Italy and it led you to want to learn more about berries yes, and, yes. Then, and then create your own recipe for, yes. for a berry muffin. Yes. And it's sort of a tease throughout the article, you know, finish hearing the story before you, you yes. get the actual recipe. It's yes. really well written Thank and you. I just bastardized it. So now you go read the actual <laughs> article, 
But so is was baking at the time something that interested you? Oh, I love baking. You I've do. I've always loved baking. I've been baking since like high school. I find it so relaxing. I always watch like extreme cake competitions, like cake decorating shows, uh, Cake Boss, Ace of Cakes, all of those shows I loved. You're you're a girl after my own heart. Yes. But, but there's a difference, a huge difference between, yeah. because I love baking for the science and for the exactness mm. of it. Um, I like to follow directions. Yes. I'm a rules follower. Yes. I need a, I like a picture. Yes. Uh, there's a right and a wrong. I did it correctly or I did it incorrectly. Yes. So for that reason, I don't love cooking. I'm not great at throwing in this and that. Yes. But also for that reason, the idea of creating my own recipe uh, as far as baking goes scares the crap out of me. Oh, sure. So that hat's off to you. Well, thank So it's funny because like I do a lot of improvised baking recipes. The New Yorker thing is actually like a satirical thing. Yeah. So I don't actually have a blueberry muffin recipe. It's more because I bake so much. Uh, all those recipes you read online have like this enormous preamble right where the person is right. talking about like how did i come upon this recipe well it was a summer in spain and you're like oh my oh god my scroll scroll god. scroll scroll where's the recipe how this much is sugar so boring yeah truly so boring because i'm in the grocery store and i'm like i want to make muffins today and i have to scroll through like 30 pages of your diary to find right the recipe so i was playing off of that i i would say i have like loosely improvised recipes I still go off of like a recipe but sometimes I'm like oh I don't have that or I don't want to put that in meh I'll try this and I see what comes out for sure it's (laughs) impressive I'm like I'm working on right now these I'm trying a new kind of cookie where I'm doing I'm painting on royal icing cool and I've always done um you know piped onto onto, you know piping on top of yeah. the royal icing that I've, you know, the, sort of the base. Yeah. And so it's a new thing for me, but I'll spend hours and days on, you know, I'll come home and work on that, you know, through the night while cooking dinner. But, but I get very, um, I get, I get really crazy about it yeah. and, and needing it to be exact. I mean, it sounds, it sounds nuts and it is, but it's also relaxing for me. Um, and at the end of the day, literally and figuratively, um, I've got all this stuff that we couldn't possibly eat all of. And sure. most of it is is not done correctly. It's mistakes. Yes. And so what do you do about that? Especially oh, yeah. when you're when you're experimenting with the yeah. actual baking so the taste might not be right. In right. my case, they just aren't going to all look good because yeah. I'm practicing. Yeah. But, uh, but I can't imagine having – and you take hours yes. to bake something. Yes. And lots of ingredients, yes. time, money. What do you do then when it doesn't taste right? So, is it worth it to you? Um, it is still worth it to me because I like to figure out how to make it work. So like recently I made a pistachio cake. And I followed a recipe, um, but it turned out drier than mm-hmm. I thought it would. And I watch a lot of Chef's Table, and I saw the Christina Tosi episode. Uh, she is a like person who runs Milk Bar, Momofuku oh, Milk yeah. Bar. And so all her cakes are famously these like naked side cakes that she put something called a milk soak on. Right. So I was like, oh, what if I milk soak this? Yeah. Because I know that's to help keep moisture in. Yeah. So I took some oat milk and like agave and cinnamon and cardamom um, and a little orange extract. And I milk soaked all the layers of my pistachio cake so that it would like kind of soak through. And then I put the frosting on after that. And it was pretty good. 
But then yeah. I had all this extra, because I was cutting out circles, I had all this extra cake. Right. And I was like, what do I do with this? And so I chopped it up because it's a little stale. And I was like, well, what do you do with still bread? bread you pudding. make bread pudding. Oh. So I made pistachio, pistachio. cake bread pudding. Oh. And it was better than the cake. And I brought both of those to parties and people loved the bread pudding. And I was like, well, I would never would have gotten there if I hadn't such, made a dry fucking cake. Oh, such a happy accident. <laughs> yes. I w- when I was a kid, my I loved baking yeah. too, and I was kind of a latchkey kid, and my mom was cool with me, you know, yes. almost setting the house on fire. <laughs> and we had uh, my neighbor and I decided we wanted to do a little business. We were always trying these little businesses, and we said, "Let we'll make brownies and we'll sell them door to door." Yeah. Well, s- we put marshmallows in them, and yeah. as you probably know, you can't. It it it, it just forms these sort of pits. Yeah. The, the marshmallow melts. It forms these dry. pits. Yes. And then, then the, the, the brownies themselves were just these hard, crumbly yes. mass. They did not resemble brownies yes. by the end. So we wanted to save them. Really, it was about the money, yeah. you know, this big business idea we had. So we crumbled them That's up. That's what I would do. Yep. Yeah. Crumbled them up. And we they were horrible. Yeah. They were rocks. Yeah. And we put them in paper lunch bags. Yeah. And we, we, we sold them door to door, called them brownie munch. Yeah. Um, and then we got caught and in big trouble and then we had to go back to each of the houses with our moms and and give the money back so the business didn't turn out great yes um but i'm i'm well aware of the salvaging yes the the, um in this case we did not we did not salvage but (laughs) but we did learn a lot and what i learned is i've never done that again again. (laughs) um but um, I also was reading an article of yours yeah. where you talked about um, Marie Kondoing your yes. space, and I am a, a real Marie Kondoer. Here's the, yes. the the catch for me: I live with two dudes, yes. so I live with my 14 year old son and and our our my husband, yes. uh, my baby daddy, yes. and they are not into any sort of organization yeah. or. Uh, certainly not I would say they're borderline hoarders yeah they would laugh at me for that uh but then again I will you know get rid of something that I just bought yeah you know I will hand it off um if I don't feel like it fits in my in my world yes um you is that a continual hobby of yours sort of purging and organizing yeah I would say like I'm I'm not as good as I was when I did it in 2016, but I'm def I definitely still use all the principles that she taught. Like in terms of like I don't leave clothes on my chair anymore because I'm like I have to sit in my chair. And what yeah. nonsense is it to keep picking up clothes, putting them somewhere else, sitting, yes. and then moving it from the somewhere else back to the chair? What a waste <sighs> of my life! And then not keeping like broken appliances. Like when I moved, uh, there was a uh, I, I was taking over some guy's room and he left me a printer and I tried the printer a few times. I even bought new ink for it and it didn't work. Yeah. And I was like, huh? Well, and I kind of left it there for a bit and I was like, what am I doing this? Here's, here's the thing. Either I fix this, which I can't, I don't have the knowledge to do that. Right. Or I get rid of it. Right. And if I just keep it around, it is the same as just not having a printer even though I think I have a printer. Right. Because I can't fix it. And it's it. taking up space it's in this space. room that you've rented. Exactly. So I got rid of it and I got a working printer. And I'm like, wow, what? What a concept. What a, what a concept. <laughs> and like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, and I recycled it at Best Buy. Like, yeah. okay, great. So I like 
did something that is helpful. Like I can't recycle these parts for right. anything if it's just sitting in my room. It's taking up space. It doesn't work as a printer, but it makes me think I have a printer. Get rid of it. Well, our problem in our house, that's how I feel. Yes. I'm the exact same. Yeah. And, and if I have... I'm I if I haven't worn it in a year yeah. I give it away yeah. if I'm 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 all about that yeah my my husband and my son have differing issues yeah my son's issue is sentimental that's me that is when I, I get mean worse. he will will find a piece of a broken toy on the ground that's me. that you know in under his bed and he'll say oh I remember that came from a toy yeah. that Grandy gave me when I was three and yep. we were at that restaurant and he'll remember so he can't get rid of anything for that reason yes. my husband is practical yeah and so he will look at something and say we could maybe use that yeah but these things that i'm talking about are like broken extension cords I'm, i was gonna say is it cords like a cord anything no like no anything a mysterious <laughs> anything at all broken yeah. extension cords he but he will he'll use it to tie up the tomato plants yeah. or or to lash something yeah. you know and and i i will go and buy nice fancy rope and it's not it's not good yeah it, it is but the the organization is lacking so yeah. i have had to put my i don't know obsession hobby of organizing really on the back burner yeah. and just say okay it's not going to be like this forever at some point my son's going to go off and have his own life and my husband and i can negotiate these spaces but for now i just need to i need to give up because the con it's killing me the it's control. a lot yeah but um i i can I, when I heard about you, the, from you're describing your your likes, and I'm reading about, I'm thinking, I I like this girl, <laughs> and I think we're similar because I feel like the idea of of breaking down words and language yeah. is such a very specific. You have to be very organized in your brain, sure. and you have to be able to access things quickly. And so, if I were to say to you, because I feel like most people are bake, bakers, you bake or you cook, yeah. Right? You're, which one are you? Yeah. You use a map, or you or you find your own way yeah people who bake tend to be more of rules followers yes. and, and and catalog information that yes. way um and same with organizing your space and yes. your brain um where do you have siblings i do i have an older brother and are, is what is he like he's very like he i would say he's really like methodical he is very very responsible i am very responsible too but he outshines me in responsibility um, he is very like practical. He works for a hedge fund kind of thing. Uh, very mild mannered. He loves puns and wordplay as well, but he would never want to go like try it on stage. Too shy. Yeah. Too shy for the punning. He's a yeah. closet punner. Yes. <laughs> so you must have, it must be a fun dinner table at family dinner. <laughs> it's very much, uh, he understands what I do and my family's like, huh? I bet they don't even remember I did all those contests because it's like, what they don't have any concept for it. Oh, but secretly they're at they're at, at brunch. Yeah, uh, bragging about puns, you. Yeah, they're showing that YouTube video. Yes. To um, what is next for you? Yeah. Um, man. I mean, I hope I continue to get writing. I mean, I love writing. I love words. Uh, uh. So I would love to like be in more writers' rooms and things like that. I would love to, uh, continue performing. I perform improv and I perform sketch a lot and I would love to keep doing that um and then yeah I want a good freaking mental health state 
<laughs> you you will. You'll do all those things, not just because you're talented, but also because you're a girl. <laughs> yes, um, thank you. I noticed one thing on your website that yes. intrigued me, and I didn't know if it was a joke or um, or uh, was the truth. Yeah. It said that you were a punter, yeah. a writer, a performer, uh-huh. and a cow enthusiast. Oh, my God. I love cows okay. so much. Okay. I fucking love cows too so cute (laughs) and so this isn't a bit yeah you just love cows i fucking love cows they're so cute fluffy cows i will oh my god i have pictures of them like uh, like i follow so many instagram accounts they're so cute so david wayne and i I think it was wrote a sketch for the state years ago and uh it was about cows and the reason why was because i just wanted to be have an excuse to be around cows of course um it didn't go great yeah they don't they don't cooperate yeah turns out they're not into your silly sketches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but God, <laughs> oh, I love them. My mother grew up on a, on a cow farm yeah. in Illinois. That's cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, after they left the property, that's another story. But yes. my family raised them. Yes. Black Angus cows. That is very cute. Yeah. Have you seen the video of the Irish girl playing a little accordion? No. And she's playing um, some sort of like Irish song. And then you see... Very far in the distance, little dots, and then you realize cows are coming to oh. listen to her song. It's very cute. There's also a video of a man playing Royals by Lord on the trumpet, and then it also beckons a horde of cows. So okay. they like music. Okay. That's what I'm doing this afternoon. Yes. They're both extremely calming videos. I I love them. <laughs> They're so cute. Maybe you could do some sort of um, punning about cows in a field of cows. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Um, oh my god. <laughs> you know I mean I don't want I yeah. don't I don't wanna like I don't wanna like have to I want I don't wanna milk this moment. Ooh hoof. That was rough. <laughs> A little spotty. Oh spotty. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I would probably be able to think better if my calf didn't hurt so bad. <laughs> um cow calf. Um, we might need to move along. I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> that was H E R D. Oh yeah, yeah. You heard. Okay. You heard okay. for the for the viewers at home. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, God, this is hard. It it really is on the spot. Uh, it's utterly difficult. Ah! <laughs> That's the one we forgot. All right. If anyone has, if we missed any. Yeah. Please uh, email Amanda or call. I'll give, yeah. him, I'll give Amanda's home number. You yes. can call her directly yes. anytime. Night's better. She's home. She's home at night. Yeah. And doesn't have a lot to do between yeah. the hours of midnight and 4 a.m. You can give our toll free hotline. Okay. Toll free hotline. There really is one. This is not a joke. Yeah. There's a toll free hotline. It's real, but it's kind of a joke like us. Yeah. Like this, like this very, very podcast at this very moment. We are putting a challenge to you listeners. Uh, Reka and I are going to give you our toll-free number, and you can call this number and leave a, what do you think, 30-second? Yeah. 30-second pun about hobbies. Yes. Your best hobby pun. Yeah. And I would recommend, like, just really think about everything that falls under the category of hobbies. Get as specific as you can. Because uh, those are the jokes that pop. Okay. So the number is one 370 So if you if you have any good, write a good uh, hobby pun. You have up to, up to thirty seconds, yeah. and if it's if it's really good, um, you get to win 
what a week at Reka's house? Yeah, a week, a month, a month, or, or a month. Yeah, between a want. week and a month. <laughs> um, I also thought of a couple more cow puns. Yeah, but I don't want to start a beef. Okay, uh, <laughs> and I fall for it every time, and it takes me. That's that's how I know I wouldn't be good at it, because it takes me a second to even realize it happened. Well, it's part of my branding, you see. Oh my god! Uh, as is the game, truth or dairy. What, <laughs> dude? She just dropped truth or dairy on us. <laughs> I don't know where you go from there, Reka. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having I me. I can't Gary. wait to read and see more of you. Thank you. <laughs> Leslie will be back from hiatus in a few weeks. In the meantime, we have more episodes from the wonderful Carrie Kenny to come. Does listening to Filling the Void fill your void? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.